John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert, and I... You feel that? You feel that? That is just raw, uncut, blue flake excitement because everybody knows that tomorrow night, at long last, the public hearings on the January 6th insurrection will finally kick off. They'll be broadcast here on CBS, and afterwards, The Late Show will be live right there. Boom! So... Tomorrow night, tune in to watch me talk about what happened when they were talking about what happened (laughs) on that day we all said, what the hell just happened? (laughs) Tomorrow night, starting tomorrow, and for two weeks, right? It's two weeks of hearings, right? Starting tomorrow and for two weeks of these public hearings, this is a crucial opportunity for the American people to learn the full depth and breadth of the former president's months-long violent conspiracy to overthrow a free election and remain in power. Hanging over the hearings is one question that could define the future of our republic. Who cares? There are all kinds of distractions before the American people, and so I think that they need to hear something new, things that they haven't heard before. They just need to focus the public's attention on it. They have to grip the American public. They need to make this really a compelling narrative. It doesn't have to look like Top Gun. You want to find that sweet spot in the middle. Yeah, it doesn't have to look like Top Gun, but just in case, they're going to have Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin play hot shirtless volleyball. He's cut. He's cut, man. He got himself together. He got himself together. Here's the thing. Hearings only matter if people are hearing them, which is why we at The Late Show have put together a promo guaranteed to put the asses in the TV seats. Jim? Thursday, 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 under the Capitol Megadome, it's the hearings on January 6th, 6th, 6th. A constitution-crushing lineup of insurrectionist mayhem featuring explosive revelations about the wine gremlin, the oxy ogre, and whoever the hell this is, bringing the pain to former president Schmuckosaurus. Need more to make you care about the fall of democracy? Okay, how about the thing you crave most? Another, even sadder season of This Is Us. Every episode is a funeral. Still want more? How about boobs with $2 gas? Only you can save democracy like the founders intended by watching TV. Now, we will learn more about... Sure! See, people are are excited, John. Yeah, they're really fun. We will learn more about what to expect from our guest tonight, California Democrat and committee member Adam Schiff. He is going to be right over there tonight. Adam's going to be here tonight. He's on the show. Yeah. He's on the show tonight. tonight. That's the kind of show we run here. He's going to grease us with the hot treason goss. Mm. We're also... I really hope he does that. 
We're also getting more details about the ex-president's plans for that terrible, terrible day. You might remember at the rally when he riled up the mob to march on the Capitol. We're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Of course, he didn't. <laughs> of all the lies he has ever told, none was more obvious than, I'm going for a walk. <laughs> now, remember... <laughs> Remember, the president's cronies have claimed over and over again for the past 17 months that they could never have predicted what was going to happen, that the crowd marching on the Capitol was just a spontaneous outburst of patriotic zip ties and body armor. <laughs> but we just learned that this is just as big a lie as his oath of office because the January 6th committee has uncovered the fact that the former president put nearly two weeks of persistent pressure on the Secret Service to devise a plan for him to join his supporters on the march to the Capitol. Two weeks! So he knew exactly what he was doing is a sentence I never thought I would say about the former president. <laughs> now, he may be putting that... Now, uh, he may put the pressure on, but the Secret Service said, sorry, you can't. But then, on January 6th, the former president just went on stage and said, hey, let's do it anyway. So the Secret Service scrambled to look into a motorcade that would escort him to the Capitol, but ultimately scuttled the idea as untenable and unsafe. Coincidentally, also the Secret Service code names for Don Jr. and Eric. <laughs> it's... I think that's all right. Untenable and unsafe. <laughs> It's too bad. I would love to have seen him struggle up the Capitol steps, batting away cops with a KFC drumstick, <laughs> only to try to heave himself through the window and get stuck Winnie the Pooh style. <laughs> Hang some tea towels. <laughs> Hang some tea towels. Put some antlers on it. Um, we've got an update on the plague. Uh, no, not, not that one, the other one. And I'll catch you up in the latest installment of my twice-running segment. Dawn of the Planet of the Monkeypox. You gotta tell them, Monkeypox is people! Up to this point, experts have repeatedly said that this virus can be transmitted only by close contact, like sexual intercourse. But now they're saying monkeypox can be airborne, too. And I'm being told we have footage of the scientists making the discovery. The fact that monkeypox can be transmitted through aerosols makes it similar to the coronavirus. No, no, no! I can't go back to Lysoling all my monkeys. <laughs> In happier news, inflation. <laughs> I didn't say happy. I said happier than monkeypox. <laughs> Understandably, people are sick of paying higher prices, so corporate America has come up with a clever solution, quietly shrinking package sizes without lowering the prices in a phenomenon called shrinkflation. In their defense, corporations say, the water's just very cold. 
These manufacturers, <laughs> these manufacturers think they can get away with it because they assume customers will notice price increases but won't keep track of small details like the number of sheets on a roll of toilet paper. Well, maybe people won't, but those damn bears sure will. They're obsessed with rectal hygiene. They talk about it as a family. It's upsetting to watch. <laughs> now, Folgers, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Don't do it in the woods. Folgers Coffee recently downsized its 51-ounce container to 43.5 ounces. Yeah. <laughs> Explains their new jingle. The best part of waking up is nothing in your cup. <laughs> but beautiful. <laughs> the most troubling change is that bags of Fritos scoops marked party size used to be 18 ounces, but now they are 15.5 ounces. <laughs> At two, Frito? 15.5 ounces isn't a party. It's barely a gathering. When I crack open a party-sized bag of Fritos, I do the right thing and I eat the whole damn bag by myself. Yeah. 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 Because last time, because last time I checked, this is America. Land of the Fritos. But now with a smaller bag, I'll be 2.5 ounces short of total shame. <laughs> so I'll have to open a second bag, and then I'll finish that one, because again, freedom. <laughs> but now after two bags, 31 ounces of Fritos deep, I feel terrible about myself, and there's only one thing that makes me feel any better, another bag of Fritos. <laughs> this way lies madness and onion dip. They thought we wouldn't find out, but we did. I know it was you. Fritos. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Representative Adam Schiff. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Just a quick reminder, everybody out there, John, we're going to be live tomorrow live. night. Live here in the Excel Theater, yes. following the prime That's time right. January 6th. Committee opening presentations. It's going to be fascinating. I cannot oh wait. Oh, my goodness. I, yeah. I, I, hope I wonder they, what's going to happen. I hope they educate us. Yeah. Educate us. Tonight, yes. Tonight, we have coming out here in a moment, my first guest is a seasoned investigator who has served as California congressman for over 20 years. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Congressman Adam Schiff. Thank, thank you for being here. I know uh, you and the rest of the January 6th committee are extraordinarily busy right now preparing for tomorrow's uh, primetime broadcast of the congressional hearings. Um... 
we've seen a lot of hearings over the last five years. Uh, two impeachment hearings. Uh, we've seen the Mueller hearings. How, how are these hearings that are going to kick off tomorrow night different? They'll be different in a number of respects. Uh, you know, the Mueller hearing was essentially one witness uh, speaking uh, in very, um, well, abbreviated fashion uh, mm -hmm. before the committee, uh, very little in terms of uh, audio or visual or other elements to that hearing. Uh, even the Ukraine hearings uh, incorporated some documentary evidence in addition to live testimony. But both were characterized by vigorous infighting among committee members. Uh, this investigation has been utterly nonpartisan. Um, we have been singularly devoted to pursuing the truth. Uh, and so you're going to see none of the kind of bickering that usually characterizes congressional hearings. Uh, you're going to see live testimony. You're going to see um, videotape testimony from other interviews or depositions, audio evidence, documentary evidence, hopefully woven together uh, in a way that tells the story of how a president of the United States and his enablers for the first time in history uh, attempted through a multifaceted campaign to interfere with the peaceful transfer of power. Uh, we want the public to understand how close we came to losing our democracy, and most important, uh, the fact that we are not out of the woods. Uh, it'd be one thing if what started on January 6th or culminated on January 6th, that violent attack had ended on the 6th. It didn't end. Uh, the effort to use the lie that resulted in that violence has continued. And if anything, our democracy is even more vulnerable today than it was on January 6th. Now, you guys hired a fancy TV producer, a guy who used to work at ABC, to help with the broadcast. In what way is this fella helping you? And, and secondly, did you think you needed a fancy TV producer because the American people aren't interested in whether democracy survives? We're not commenting on the internal staffing or how we're structuring the hearings uh, beyond a certain degree. But look, this is a very different era than Watergate. Uh, I wish we were back in the day when uh, the American public would sit for hours and hours at a time and watch hearings of national consequence, and they would be presented uh, you know, by major networks uh, rather than uh, you know, the talking heads on Fox News. But we're in a different world now, uh, where most people get their information from social media, uh, where we have to be able to uh, tell the story in an engaging way, uh, tell it in a, in a limited period of time. Uh, the challenge we have is we have interviewed over 1,000 people. We've gathered over 100,000 documents. Um, there's no shortage of evidence to present to the public. And the question is, how do we present it in a way uh, that is engaging, that tells the story in a clear, compelling way. Uh, and that's what we're aiming at, uh, just a, a straight retelling of what happened. So the public, which knows a lot already, knows a piece here and a piece there, um, but hasn't seen how it all fits together. Uh, there were efforts to decapitate the leadership of the Justice Department and get it to do the president's will. There were efforts to put pressure on state and local uh, elections officials that resulted in the creation of fake electors. Uh, there were efforts, of course, to pressure the vice president. Those multiple lines of effort came together in that violent attack, that last-ditch effort to slow or stop the, the transfer of power. And what we aim to do is to tell that story and, and do it in a way... Um, that will, will hold the public's attention. That, that's what, what you're saying is an, an important point here, is that while it's called the January 6th Committee, 
you guys are actually studying months of, I'll use the term conspiracy, months of conspiring in order to overturn a free and fair election that was a slow-motion coup that we watched happen that uh, predictably resulted in January 6th. The only people who didn't see something like this coming were deluding themselves. And my concern is that we all saw this happen with our eyes. We saw what was happening in, in, the, in the months leading up to it, all the lies and the denial and the subterfuge that was happening. My concern is that we will get a lot more evidence of the things that we already know. Uh, when I'm hoping that we'll get evidence of things that we didn't know, that we'll see a completer picture that could possibly change the minds of someone out there. Will we learn things that we did not know, actions, events, parts of a conspiracy that we had not seen before? You will certainly learn uh, a great many things that are not in the public uh, arena already. Um, but you're right, the public knows a lot already, and what is so challenging, and has been really since the beginning of this, this Trumpist era, is that the public is exposed to one shock after another, one incredible and tragic uh, breakdown of our democratic system after another, uh, and you get numb with it. Uh, and I think the challenge for our committee is to break through that, uh, to, to grab people by the lapels, uh, and, and say, we came close to losing our democracy. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Congressman Adam Schiff. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, we're back here with a member of the January 6th committee, Congressman Adam Schiff. What is the worst case scenario here? Let's just say this January 6th committee didn't exist, there wasn't an investigation. What if people don't care about what they learn? When you say lose our democracy, I've heard that phrase a lot. I've used that phrase a lot. It means something to me. What does it mean to you? What are you describing in losing our democracy? Well, one of the goals, uh, I think, of the former president uh, and his enablers is to succeed where they failed in 2020. Uh, in 2020, uh, they uh, incited a violent attack on the Capitol. They tried to uh, coerce state and local elections officials to overturn the result. Uh, they tried any number of means to stop uh, the most important part of a democracy, which is the peaceful transfer of power. What they seem to have learned is that maybe a violent attack on the Capitol is not the best way to undermine a democracy. Maybe the best way is to make it really hard for people to vote. Uh, and even when they do vote, if they don't vote your way, make it easy for partisan legislatures to overturn the results. 
or drive local meritocratic elections officials out of town with death threats, replace them with people who will basically be stooges of the former president. That's how you lose a democracy. But haven't those things already happened? Those things are happening. Uh, we're pushing back, we're fighting back, uh, and we need to, I think, alert the country that this is going on. Uh, the, the reason the system held, and it didn't hold by much, uh, is that there were a lot of very principled elections officials around the country, including, including a lot of Republicans, who stuck their neck out, who continue to stick their neck out, and say, you know, we're going to uphold our democracy in the way it's supposed to work, whoever wins and whoever loses. But those people are at risk, and, and we need to sound the alarm. Tomorrow we'll hear from two... Tomorrow we'll hear from Nick Quested and Officer Carolyn Edwards. Who are they, and, and why are they important to the story? Uh, Carolyn Edwards uh, uh, is a rank-and-file Capitol Police officer. She was among the first assaulted, brutally assaulted, on January 6th. Um, and her testimony, I think, will be a powerful reminder of what that day was really like. Uh, that this was not a normal tourist day, this was not legitimate political discourse. There were over 100 Capitol Police officers and Metropolitan Police officers who were badly beaten, gouged, bear sprayed, uh, and who suffered and continue to suffer serious injuries as a result. Uh, Nick Quested is a documentary filmmaker uh, who uh, uh, was present on January 5th and 6th, uh, has some footage the public has never seen. Is he the guy uh, who was following around the Proud Boys? Uh, he was, uh, he does have uh, footage. Uh, I think he was embedded with some of these groups and he will be sharing that footage and testimony. Uh, I can't go into any of the specifics of it, mm -hmm. but... It's uh, fine, you can go into specifics. It's all right with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you have two very, I think, important eyewitnesses uh, that can share with the public and remind them again about the horrors of that day and also who was there and the participation of these uh, white nationalist groups. We have to take a break, but when we come back, I will ask the congressman what the best possible outcome of these hearings could be. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick... Joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free, starting May 1st with a 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Hey, everybody. We're back here with a member of the January 6th Committee, Congressman Adam Schiff. Now, there have been uh, a couple of indictments of people who have um, defied the subpoena. Um, uh, Navarro this week, uh, Bannon previously. Um, but uh, this week, uh, the DOJ, or last week, the DOJ 
uh, declined to charge uh, uh, Mark Meadows and Dan Scavino, who were both uh, acting uh, White House chief of staff, and Scavino was an advisor or counselor to the president of some, of some regard. What's your reaction to the GOG, DOJ not enforcing those subpoenas on those two men? Uh, you know, deeply disappointed uh, and, and alarmed because if the Department of Justice is unwilling to prosecute people who uh, are in flagrant uh, contempt of Congress, um, then it's going to breed further contempt. Other people are simply deciding they too don't need to show up, that a subpoena is, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Um, the reality is both of them uh, have very direct evidence relevant mm -hmm. to our investigation. Both of them have evidence uh, and lines of questions we want to ask them that don't involve any conceivable privilege. Uh, so to me, the decision of the department is inexplicable. Um, and, and it doesn't, uh, I think, herald uh, good news in terms of accountability, because if the department is unwilling to prosecute people who are in obvious contempt of Congress, then what about the more serious crimes uh, involving the efforts to overturn the election? Um, at the end of this investigation, um, on the 23rd, which I believe is the last night, which will also be in prime time, what is the best case scenario? What do you hope the outcome of this is? I hope the outcome is that uh, for Americans that have an open mind, uh, that they will see um, all of the different efforts that were made to um, interfere with a free and fair election, uh, to, uh, by the former president and others, to irrigate to themselves the decision, no, forget about what millions and millions of Americans voted for. Um, it's our inherent right to power. We're going to overturn the election. We'll use violence if necessary. Uh, I hope they see just how dangerous that was. I hope that uh, it puts to rest for anyone with an open mind um, just the extraordinary uh, danger and disaster uh, that was January 6th and what led to it. But mostly, I hope that it uh, motivates people to take action to protect our democracy. Uh, because we will take action in Congress, we will work on Electoral Count Act and other reforms, which we may or may not succeed in getting passed. But ultimately, it's up to the citizenry to protect our democracy. Uh, and if we can engage the public and show them the peril uh, and motivate them to do something, uh, then I will consider it a great success. Congressman, good luck tomorrow and over Thank the you. next several weeks. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Congresswoman Adam Schiff, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy.